0: Hello, Taurus. Welcome to cancer season. How you holding up? The last many months in your horoscopes, I've just been describing you as goo. We've been in this chrysalis phase. You've been a caterpillar, you're becoming a butterfly, but now you're goo in a sleeping bag. You're reorienting, reorganizing your inner body and notions of yourself and your identity. This is an incredibly potent and fertile and powerful time in your life. And for many of you, it's also deeply disruptive and confusing and like, what the fuck is happening to me Um, over the course of the last five years or so since 2018 and the entry of the outer planet Uranus into Taurus, you've been going through a thing and you are getting close to the end. This is a transit that will uh, finish in about two years. Um, So you're about two thirds of the way through. And beginning, I would say in the last month or two, um, some of this formation or reformation has been becoming more apparent and clear to you. And what's happening is that you you had to free yourself um, from some ways of being that were keeping you stuck. Taurus, of course, is an energy that doesn't approach change very easily. Um, When something is familiar, then it's comfortable. We know what to expect. And when we know what to expect, then know, we can fill out the space a little bit. We can figure out how to get our needs met. It might not be the best space, but we can figure it out, right? And the kind of slow, plodding nature of the tourist sensibility wants to chill and is like, you know, if I'm always running around trying to do the new thing, trying to do the next thing... There's no guarantee that it's gonna be better than here. I'm just gonna disrupt myself for no reason. Then I'm gonna have to start all over again. I could just stick with the same thing, deepen into it. You know, I've invested so much in it already. I'm just gonna keep going, right? And so at some point in the last five years, you in your own sensibility or life in its intelligence has knocked the cart over, basically. And something has happened to disrupt familiarity and stability for you. And many of you, I think all of you to some extent, whether or not you can admit it, I don't know, but on some level, you have instigated this change for yourself. You felt that you needed freedom. You felt that you needed a change. You couldn't do the same thing anymore. Maybe something happened in your body or your physicality Maybe something emerged through your body or your physicality and you're like, now I'm different and I need to um, be in ways that honor the needs of my body, the integrity of my being, my personality, who I know myself to be. You've had to stretch out. You've had to make space. As we move into cancer season, it feels like the new neural pathways are forming, so a foundation is being laid around this new you, and you're more coherent, you're more cognizant of who you are now, and you have greater faculty of language at your disposal throughout cancer season. You are more equipped to communicate uh, with yourself, first and foremost, to articulate in your own Uh, beingness, and then to share that with others. And over the last month or so, um, and this is also a big theme in the first week of cancer season, there's a lot of internal negotiation that you're having around your needs. What do you need and what do you want? I'm talking about fundamental needs right now. And I'm talking about more uh, broad desires. When it comes to Taurus <laughs> as an energy, there is not a huge amount of space between need and desire if the desire is strong. And so, while the the you know what you might be clarifying for yourself that you desire might not be somebody else's basic need for you it's so bodily it's so visceral it's so immediate that it it basically is basic you know it's like you you're clarifying for yourself what you need to exist in a body in a way that feels stable and secure which is part of what Taurus needs so that it can um you know, invest in, in the fertility that it, and, and abundance that it's here to provide in the world, to build what it's here to build, to support what it's here to support, right? So cancer season, the first week, um, there's, there's certainly a lot of emphasis, I would say, from the solstice uh, to maybe the first quarter moon from the 21st to the 27th or so. There's a lot of emphasis in your chart around what do you need, Now, many of you are going through something right now that has to do with what actually is pretty basic in your chart because it's very foundational. And the themes here revolve around home and family. Now, home and family are enormous, and so think of them broadly. And think of the feeling archetypally that we need from home and family. And I honor now that there are lots of people who did not get what they need from their home and family or home and family of origin. So what I'd like to invite right now is is a meditation on the archetypal qualities of home and family. When you feel into what you think those words represent, What are the sensations that emerge in your body? What are the images that come into your mind? What are the possibilities that float through your imagination and consciousness? What are the deep desires that are there? You want a new experience in your home and and family, familial um, awareness. And I think you're really ready for that. And Taurus, there's there's a need for you to be creative right now to really create what it is that you want. And in order for you to create what it is that you want, you have to go through a process of clarification, purification and healing with what it has been. And so as you're considering your, your wants, your needs, and your desires as we move into cancer season, I really want to encourage you to not future forecast in perpetuity. You're going to come across recognitions for yourself. I need this. I need that. Appreciate and respect what you are recognizing and, and hold it in central view for yourself. Don't discard it. But don't put a box around it. Don't do the thing that Taurus wants to do, which is to make a fixed form. And it's like, you're like, this is what I need and I'm going to need it forever now. Mm -mm. You still have another two years of this transformation that you are going going through. And this is a very dynamic two years and you are not done changing. So it's, essential right now that in whatever you are clarifying around your needs and desires that you hold a lot of space around them for them to grow and and become more rich and complex in their nuance. Now you are getting to some answers for yourself and as I mentioned Um, Cancer season is a period of time that really supports your articulation, your inner cognizance and coherence, and then your communication and sharing of information with others. You are really concerned throughout cancer season with the future. What are you building for the future? It is unclear, but the desire is there. So you don't know what you're building for the future. You've got some ideas for it. You know what the desires are. But there is a necessity for a retrospective and reflective process to take place over the next five to six months now, taking us through the end of 2023. And over the course of these next several months, um, a lot of things need to um come on to the table. We're in a sorting process. Now for you, um, as I mentioned, there's some sorting around home, family, basic needs, foundational support. I want to... also ask you to think about what you're trying to do in your life right now and who you are in the process of becoming and so when you think about your dreams and ideals and hopes and wishes for your future what helps you what how do i say this your dreams and ideals and hopes and wishes for the future need to be supported somewhere. And if you are moving out and into the world, let's say in your your like worldly self, you know, who are you in the world? What are you offering? What are you trying to do? My question for you is what do you need to come home to at the end of the day? What energetically and physically and emotionally and spiritually is going to support you? to be out there doing the thing that you do. And those are are questions to let filter through your consciousness over the next several months. And as they filter through your consciousness, consider what kinds of support have been given to you in the past in your home and family environments that have not actually been supportive. So for example, you know, maybe you came from a family that um, needed you to to go out and be whoever, right? You're going to be a doctor, right? And they give you a lot of support to go and be a doctor. But you're like, I need to be a circus performer. I need to, you know, (laughs) like (laughs) jump through hoops of fire. That's actually my inner need. Your family's out there trying to get you to go study medicine. They're giving you support, but it is totally misaligned for who you are. How have you internalized misaligned support and come to expect it? So if you had a parental figure that, you know, never let you be uncomfortable and answer your own questions, and they were helicoptering around you, and anytime you needed something, they were there to give it to you, In some ways, that's support. In other ways, that's debilitating. But you might now have internalized that, and you might have an expectation that the people that you live with are there immediately when you have a problem, or that you're there for them immediately when they have a problem, and you can't let your kids be uncomfortable for a fraction of a second. So these are examples. Maybe some of them resonate for some of you. But my invitation for you is to meditate on your very early foundational experiences with home and family, with support, with attention. Attention is such a valuable currency. We don't talk about it enough as currency. But when we give attention to anything, that thing grows right? That thing is, is supported in a different kind of way. You needed your parents to feed you as an infant. If they weren't paying attention to you, they didn't know you were hungry. So attention, right? How did you learn to get attention as a young being? What were your strategies to get people to give you what you wanted and needed? How did people organize around your wants and needs or around their own? And then what did that teach you about security and stability and foundation and your right to be and take up space and your capacity to hold your own strength and your capacity to ask for help when you need it? These are issues that are surfacing in your consciousness right now, and the first couple of weeks, I'm going to say the first two weeks of cancer season, um, you are really motivated to care for these core needs. And it feels like a lot is very active in your chart around how do you get what you need, particularly in these foundational ways, in these ways that resonate as home family, security, foundation, right to belong, etc. Now, as I mentioned, we're entering into a period of several months that requires clarification. So I really want to encourage you to be as chill as possible these first two weeks of cancer season and again, not jump to conclusions about who you're going to be in the future. This is a period of time in which you are seeking to shed the past and understand yourself more clearly. And some of you Tauruses out there, you get threatened, right? And it's like, this is the thing that I need. And then you just, you stamp the thing down in the ground. And it's like, it's not going to budge. And you're like, this is it. This is always. And I want to say, this is not helpful for you right now. What is helpful is for you to be in an emotional process. Where you're really allowing yourself to feel the feelings that are coming up. It's like, oh, this is what I want, and this is what I need, and this is what I was given, and this is what I wasn't given, and this is how I felt then. And, you know, it's like do the ancestral healing work that needs to happen. Uh, forgive and love your family of origin for being human beings who were thwarted and manipulated by the circumstances, who did their best, who were resilient, who were creative. You know, it's like, there's a lot that wants to process during this time. And I want to say that for many of you, this is also a period of time that supports big, vast, expansive, creative dreaming. And you're imagining what it could be like Right, So there's this, this feeling of very fertile creativity in kind of your notions of who you are and who you could be if you have what you want and need to exist in the world right now. And you're trying to give that to yourself and, and you're trying to get that from the world. And this produces the capacity for like visionary retrospection and reflection it, it opens space for really dynamic, soulful, heartful conversations with your collaborators and your friends and your family and your community if you're available for them. And in order to be available for them, you have to just be in the experience. You have to be in this goo and willing to speak from the present tense. Wow, I'm noticing that we're having this conversation about needs and I think that this is what I want to need, but honestly, it's hard for me to tell because I feel really activated in this other way. Could you just be with me in this need, right? Like that's an example of communicating, articulating, helping move a conversation along without trying to define your own experience in the future and without trying to control other people. And you want to avoid both of those things right now. You are in a process of unwinding. And the last few days of June and the first few days of July, this takes an increased kind of importance. This is a period in which a lot is shedding. This is a a period of time in which it's also incredibly hard to be false, to lie. You are coming through with a lot of honesty and you want to listen to your own honesty during this time. But really, you're so supported when you are really attempting to be exquisitely honest, which can only happen in the present tense, right? It's like, you have to speak from the moment of now. You have to speak from your body, you have to speak from your heart. If you start you know narrating and and regurgitating like the past and what happened or you start tripping out on the future you're in your mind you're out of your body you're out of your heart a practice over the course of the rest of your life and certainly for the next few years and definitely in the next couple of months is to communicate from the present moment awareness and really try and speak from your body And this might be (laughs) wildly confusing or frustrating for people around you. It's okay. It's fine. You know, speak from the present tense. Don't jump out into your mind. And notice when other people are in their minds and not in the present and help them, call them back into the present. Hey, I'm noticing that you're not really breathing and your eyes are scanning. Like, where are you? What's going on right now? Can you come back into the present? Like, wow, this conversation just got huge. Do you want to take a walk and eat some food and then we can come back to it? Help yourself and the people around you stay present so that the emergent process can unfold. This is such a creative period of time for you. I'm very excited for you. All right, on July 3rd, we have a full moon in your fellow earth sign Capricorn. This is a full moon that really wants to help you locate and listen to your guidance. It is a full moon that certainly I think you you could support yourself around this time by leaning on Your teachers and the teachings that have helped you in your life. This is uh, definitely a lunation that in your chart really resonates with wisdom paths. Um, Any practices or processes of self-reflection and contemplation, including astrology or meditation or esoteric spiritual practices, or very practical applications of your service in the world, Um, will really be supportive around this time. This is also a full moon that amplifies the need for present moment authentic and courageous conversations. And this is a full moon that is asking for you to feel into your interconnections. Um, One point of caution that I want to say is that the lunations in Cancer season, the full moon and the new moon, uh, both heighten the emotional experience. This particular full moon can really heighten the kind of self-protective qualities of the emotional experience where we might feel vulnerable or scared or timid or insecure, where we might mistrust other people. And so there can be a danger of um, kind of hiding ourselves or putting up walls, while there's also support for feeling into our needs for boundaries and clarification Um, but in the relational human realms, things can get really wonky because people are in their own human experiences, which are, as we know, you know, um, wacky at times. So from our human vessels, how can we feel out into the support that's available for us here? The feeling that I'm getting in your chart is that this is a very valuable time for you to call upon your spiritual friends. So when I'm saying call upon your teachers and the teachings, I'm talking about your spiritual friends. I am also really feeling that this is a powerful time for you to call upon the unseen realms, your guides, your guardians, your ancestors, the goddesses and the gods and the deities of your understanding, any cosmologies that inspire you, the stars, the planets and the mystery of space. Be with it. Let yourself be infused and saturated by that, and it will support you in your conversations at this time. And it will deeply support you in processing and releasing what isn't helpful for you so that you can access this creativity that I'm talking about. The day before the full moon on July 2nd, Embodied Astrology is hosting uh, the first of our two Cancer Season workshops. Both of our workshops this season really help us to navigate the fluctuating title and emotional qualities that Cancer Season brings in. And in particular, this year, what Cancer Season is asking us to do is bridge the worlds of life and death, right? To Or kind of straddle the experiences. Because On a collective level and then individually, we are experiencing a time of uh, a lot of proximity and merging of life and death. We're living through a, a climate crisis at a time of profound violence and the very unnecessary destruction and death force in the world that... In my opinion, really emerges from people not being able to embrace life force diversity, right? The, the multiplicity of possibilities for their own creative application. It's like you have to be this thing or that thing, you have to do X, Y, and Z as you age. It's a, it's a time of mediocrity and limited creativity, which mutates and thwarts the human spirit, right? And then produces violence and, and reactionary behavior. So this is a period of time to draw upon your spiritual allies and to feel into your own interdimensional nature, and both of our workshops want to help you do that. So July 2nd, um, with artist, writer, healer, um, and I'm going to say a person who really I think, lives in the liminal space uh, between the human and the more-than-human realms. Bridget Hickey, who is a dear member of the Embodied Astrology community. You might be familiar with Bridget already because they are present at a lot of our workshops and tea time spaces, always contributing uh, the poetry of the liminal space in their shares. I'm very excited to be working with Bridget for this workshop and um, to to be held in the container that they're going to create for us, which is a container of deep listening, working with the water element and the earth element and contacting the invisible intimacies and subtle realms of support so that we can uh, build architectures of protection for ourselves. That's the title of the workshop. Um, This feels like medicine for this full moon, certainly, and medicine in your chart as I'm feeling into this uh, need to connect with spiritual allies and friends. Um, If you can't make the live event, you can always get the recording. All the EA events are sliding scale and available for drop in so definitely check that out if it appeals to you. And over the course of the two weeks surrounding the full moon, so the last week of June, the first week or 10 days or so of July, this feeling of deep intuition and kind of subtle body or spiritual listening is very, very strong in the charts. For you, this is a time of heightened emotion. It's a time when your emotional needs and need to communicate from your feeling state is really, really strong. It's also a need when, you know, you might be spilling out a little bit. And so it could feel like, whoa my gosh, like the the Taurus desire to just be calm and steady is a little challenged, shall I say, during this time because it's just emotionally uh, big waves. And so having some kind of practice and orientation that really helps you tune in and listen with your deeper sense of spirit and spiritual guidance is incredibly important and helpful. So please do that for yourself in any way that makes sense for you. The last week and a half of cancer season from July 11th until the 22nd, we have a very remarkable shift in energy, is my feeling, especially as we move towards the cancer new moon on July 17th. So in your chart, I'm really feeling a lot of activation and it feels courageous. It feels bold. It feels like you are, you know, it's like you're getting the language for yourself. You're saying. This is what I feel and this is what I want. And maybe the last couple of weeks had you spilling out over the edges and those ripples now are starting to um, you know make a new space and there are new connections that are possible. Um, when it comes to this theme of home, family, belonging, It's so in your consciousness, especially from mid-July until, again, September, October. You're thinking about it. You're talking about it. You're trying to work it out. I really want to encourage you to be patient and be in the process. You are trying to clarify what you want and need. And if you are in any kind of process with other people around shared home, family environments, you need to to make time and space for the conversations because they're trying to clarify what they want and need too. And this is an opportunity for you to experience, um, I'm going to say, new kinds of intimacies with yourself and with others. And as you're really listening to your wants and needs, and as you're clarifying what they are, the willingness to be bold and courageous, right, which is coming in around middle of July, where you're like, okay, I'm just going to put this out here, I'm going to think about it this way. It's like you're energized, you're invigorated. Um, that is is decisive energy that helps you make change. It helps you put things into motion. It's a very supportive and it's super supported when you are coming from a place of honesty, subtle awareness and introspection, and when you are willing to be in the moment with it and to be honest in the moment, right? Where we can talk about the past as a means to try and understand the present, but let's not get stuck in the past. And we can talk about the future as a means to understand how we want to orient in the present, but let's not stick the future in some kind of box. This is an emergent process that you are in. You are thinking about the future. You are trying to get somewhere, but you have to get there from where you are. And it feels like there are probably some important relationships that need to... Um, that you are collaborating with and that need to be involved and many of you I think might even be working on some kind of definitive like group process or or certainly like a dyadic or familial process that really like it needs to support people to be authentic and It can be so uncomfortable (laughs) to be authentic with other people and it can be so uncomfortable to be a recipient of someone's authenticity, especially if they're someone that you've known for a while and they're like, you know what, this is who I am or this is who I am now. You know, to be present with one another's true needs and change and evolution, uh, to me, that's intimacy. It's like, how do we grow together? We don't grow by skipping the steps you know we can't jump from A to Z we have to start at A and grow through the alphabet and that's kind of where you are right now. Um, The new moon on July 17th is a very deep very emotional new moon on the collective level. Um, In the world this feels like a pretty pivotal time I want to encourage all of us to make love, not war. And in that sentiment, I want to say that navigating conflict is part of how we make love. (laughs) So love is not just being nice and happy all the time, right? Like We build intimacy, we build love through navigating rupture and repair. That gives us trust in our foundations. We don't always get along. Totally fine. We will not have intimacy if we're just trying to always get along. We'll have resentment. We'll have backstabbing. We'll have people being real funky. But when we can come towards each other in disagreement and conflict and really just be in a process and work with it, then we have a deepening sense of trust. And when we can also navigate conflict in ways that allow people to go their separate ways, it is very dynamic. It is potentially terrifying, but so also liberating and healing. And so this really feels like a time in which many of us are being asked to feel into um, where we are out of alignment, and engaging in ways that are not serving what our hearts and and true selves really want to be working towards. Um, As an example, I can offer, you know, a situation from my own life, I'm thinking about the astrological signature at this time and reflecting on a previous experience. So without getting into the details, I'll say that I thought that I, you know, I thought that I was doing the right thing. I thought that like, well, this is the thing that I believe in. And so this is how I have to be. And to uphold what I thought was the right thing, I was militant about it. And it created a relational circumstance for me that was messy <laughs> because I, I was militant and kind of reactionary. And someone did a thing that I thought, you know, was the wrong way to go about it. And then I was like, that's the wrong way. And I got mad and I was like trying to like control them and I wasn't really checking myself. And then a whole thing blew up. And in that process, um, what happened for me is that I had to look at my own behavior. And I had to ask myself deeper questions about what my values uh, are and what I was trying to uphold. And I realized that, you know, I was not acting in alignment with my values. I was acting out of a, a concept of, of something and that the gripping that I had around it was a clue that I was misaligned. So this is a period of time in which, you know, there might be some things brewing as we, as we move out of cancer season and into Leo season, there might be some conflicts coming up. It might feel kind of messy. Someone might say, thing, say something, it's real out of pocket, and it's like, ooh, now I got a mess. If that's the vibe, there's an opportunity to clarify. Things are getting stirred up so that they can be uh, released from a state of, of unconsciousness and stagnancy so that we can work with them in more skillful ways. And when I say, like, this is a time to make love, not war, it's a time to really notice how and if we polarize, and particularly to notice what we do when we feel threatened and when our safety and security feels threatened. And for you, Taurus, this, uh, this is of paramount importance, and it really comes through in your communication How you listen to others and what you perceive in their words wants to be a conscious process. If you are feeling yourself reactive or activated, take some time before you make the assumption about what you heard. There's a very good chance that you are hearing something that somebody else did not actually intend, that they weren't even meaning to say, and maybe that they actually didn't say. You might be making something up. But the reaction itself is trying to point at something. It's asking you to look at something. If somebody has some kind of reactionariness towards you and comes out of the blue and you're like, what the hell? Something is getting stirred up. It's asking you to look at the bond. It's asking you to to get deeper into an inquiry around needs. Your communication is of, of a really highlighted importance around this new moon on July 17th. um, I want to encourage you to be very, very curious about your process and to pay attention to your communication around this time. The day before the new moon on July 16th, uh, we have our second cancer season workshop with another beloved EA member, Jules Eskinka. Um, This is A really exciting workshop for me, personally, um, because Jules is bringing in uh, some Mayan cosmology for us to work with. Uh, Jules is based in Mexico City and is working with an indigenous Mayan community, actually, um, to offer some of the proceeds of the workshop and to learn more about the goddess Ixchel, who is the Mayan goddess of fertility and also associated with death. And the pathways between life and death um, and the, the threading of time uh, between between our lifetimes is uh, part of the domain of Ixchel. So Jules will be inviting us to. Um, get to know this goddess a little bit, maybe you already know Ixchel, so it will be a reunion for you. Um, Jules will also be working with some of the uh, Western astrological archetypes as well with the lunar influence and perhaps the uh, black moon Lilith. And they'll be inviting us to tune in with our own lunar placements, our own moon signs, and to care for them, to write love letters to them and to feel into the poetry and the creative gifts of uh, lunar energy. This feels like a way to make love, not war. (laughs) Um, This period of time as we move from cancer season into Leo season is a very tender period of time. It is very deep. It is profound. And a lot of life and death energy are swirling in the symbolism that I'm reading in in the skies at this time. And I think that, uh, you know, without getting into what's going to happen in the world, in our personal lives, this is a a period of time in which we're being asked to renew and transform and to let parts of our beingness that no longer serve us or maybe never served us go and to mourn and to grieve and also to let ourselves be nourished by the life waters of transformation and regeneration. So I hope to see you um, for the Lunation workshops this season. You can also join me every Monday in the Embodied Astrology Somatic Space from 8 to 9.30 a.m. Pacific Time on Zoom. Uh, you can always catch recordings if you can't make the live events. The somatic space is where we just play with the week's upcoming astral energies. We bring them into our bodies. We do meditation. We do movement practices and visualization. It's very exploratory and experimental. And over the last several months of doing this class, I found it to be really deeply helpful um, and giving me a lot of uh, support for working with celestial weather. Um, Embodied astrology is many things. So it includes these horoscopes. It includes workshops. We have a community space. There's a lot of support for our community members to be playing with synthesis and application between astrology and many other forms. And uh, throughout this year, we have so many offerings And I think that this is a really fun and also really practical way to learn astrology through your body and through creative application. Um, And next season's workshops will be a four-part series with Gab's Tosi that explores the cardinal angles of the charts, the ascendant, descendant, and vertical axis, your midheaven, and the root of the chart, or the nadir. Um, These are really important points in the astrological chart. They are just as important as your big three. Uh, They include one of the big three, your ascending sign. And they're points that we don't always work with so much. And Gabs is a photographer and a storyteller, and they're going to be inviting us to explore the cardinal angles in the chart through self-portraiture and self-reflection. And I think that this is such an awesome way to learn about it So if you're interested in any of the EA offerings, you can learn more at embodiedastrology.com. Taurus, I'm wishing you all the best in cancer season and beyond. Bye for now. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Embodied Astrology has so much other stuff going on, and our podcasts and horoscopes are just the surface. In our memberships, we also offer a variety of transformational, exploratory workshops with a range of brilliant and diverse teachers weekly Embodied Astrology movement and meditation classes, a monthly conversation and tea time sharing space, study groups, and more. Our membership offerings are all sliding scale, and we offer additional scholarships for those who need. Keep in touch by signing up for the Embodied Astrology newsletter, following and subscribing to the podcast on your favorite listening platforms, and follow us on Instagram at Embodied Astrology. Your donations and memberships sustain this work, and we are so grateful for your support. Find more information about our membership options or make a one-time donation from the link in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening.